Welcome to the Fathom Academy podcast, a podcast designed by Fathom for Fathom to resource you to go deeper in your relationship with God. I'm Kyle Knight. I'm the youth and digital minister here at Fathom Church. Thanks for listening in. We are continuing our little mini series we started a couple weeks ago on why we do what we do here at Fathom Church, specifically on our Sunday morning uh, worship services. We we just kind of figured we want to talk about why why we do what we do, why why we uh, preach the word like we do, why we pray the word like we do, why we sing the word like we do, uh, all those kind of aspects of our Sunday morning services. Um, so this is this is kind of week three in this. Uh, a quick little recap, if you haven't gone back to listen to the first two episodes, do so now. Uh, the the first week we talked about preaching the word, why why we preach the way uh, that we do. Um, the the second week we talked about pray the word, uh, why why we pray, why we pray in, at different times uh, during the service, all that kind of stuff. This week today we are going to be talking about singing, singing the word, um, why we sing worship songs, how we how we go about. Um, how we go about doing that, the the structure of the service around our our worship songs, um, picking songs, those sorts of things. Um, I am joined by our lead pastor, Chris Martin. Buenos dias. Oh, wow. Okay. You know we why I Spanish. greet you like that, don't you? We went Spanish. Because we're recording this on Cinco de Mayo. Cinco de Mayo. Yes, it is Cinco de Mayo today. Not when this is Buenos released, Dias. but while we're recording this, it <laughs> yes. is Cinco de Mayo. Yeah, yeah, so we should probably get tacos or something after mm, this. Okay. I think. Um, so so Pastor Chris is here. Uh, we will actually have um, Amanda, our worship minister, uh, on here in maybe a couple weeks to do a deeper dive into this, um, since she can really talk about um, why, why she prayerfully considers the songs that she does um, and, and the worship that she does each and every week, but we got, uh, pastor Chris here. We're going to, we're going to be talking about singing the word. Um, so as, as we are in a series talking about why we do what we do, we're here at the worship part of it. Um, you've got your Bible open. Let's let, what let's, let's just start. Let's right. start with why yeah. we sing yeah, the way do, we do. Why do we even sing? Why do we I even mean, sing? I think that's, that's why do we sing here at Fathom church? Well, and it's not even just at Fathom, but like what, how did yeah. singing become a part of uh, the the rich worship tradition of Christianity? That's a great question. And, that's, and, and that, you know, this goes back to, to ancient Judaism, mm. uh, to essentially songs. You know, I mean, a, a large portion of the Psalter, the, the Psalms, are, um, are songs that are meant to be uh, corporately sung. Some are going to be songs of celebration. Some are going to be songs of lament. Some are what are called imprecatory psalms, where you are actually singing and crying out to God to avenge you on your enemies. I mean, there's there's genres of 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 psalms that are really interesting. But I think we could even rewind further. Um, uh, let let's go all the way back to Genesis two. One of the things that's or Genesis one, let's start in Genesis one, Genesis one, uh, the, the rhythmic, um, way that, that the, the writer of Genesis lays out how God even created mm. is almost like a song. It's got a rhythm to it. It's got a, uh, on the first day, God created this and there was morning and there was evening this, the first day. And there's, there's almost this rhythmic pattern, 
um, in Genesis 2, when God presents the woman to uh, the man, the first woman to the man, uh, the man cries out in a song. He says, this is woman. Whoa, I mean, this is woman, bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. Like it's, it's almost this song that, that, um, that Adam sings over his, his bride, which is really a cool thing. I mean, we could go on and on through the ancient Jewish literature and, and find that there's a rich tradition of singing as a part of our bringing worship to God of, of worth ship to God. Um, but then we move into our New Testament, and uh, I mean, we have rec- rec- records of songs. You think about the Song of Mary, the Magnificent. Mm-hmm. You think about the Song of Zechariah. Uh, you think about the 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 recorded prayers and almost like songs uh, that the, the Christ hymns that we read in some of Paul's letters. So I, I think there's this rich tradition biblically from ancient Judaism and even into the New Testament and some of the early Christian writings of singing to God, uh, both our needs, but also our praises mm. to him. And I, I, you know, when we're thinking about what's the, what's the worship verse or whatever, the singing verse, I just, uh, immediately went to, to Ephesians chapter five and I, and I'll, and I'll read this, uh, this you passage. To, you have to sing it. I'll, I, yeah. It's um, the singing verse. <laughs> yeah. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll consider that. <laughs> Uh, Ephesians chapter five, starting in verse 15 says this, and we're actually going to be preaching through Ephesians in the fall. So, uh, we'll take mm-hmm. a look at this deeper in, in the fall. So maybe I'll totally discount everything I say right now about mm-hmm. this verse once we actually study it. Um, but here we go. Ephesians five, starting in verse 15, look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Therefore do not be foolish but understand what the will of the Lord is and do not get drunk with wine for that is debauchery, but be filled with the spirit addressing one another in Psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart, giving thanks always and for everything to God, the father in the name of our Lord, Jesus Christ, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. So this passage is talking about wisdom within the context of the church, within the context Mm -hmm. of the community. And it says that this is how you are wise. You're not getting drunk. You're being filled with the spirit. And in that filling of the spirit, you're addressing one another in, in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord. So there's this there's this instruction that part of wisdom in community is is to encourage one another, to build one another up um, in in the way of singing, in the way of singing songs and psalms and uh, hymns and all of these categories. So I just think that there's um, there's something in the rich historical tradition of both Judaism and the church that that singing is an act of our worship. And that's why, I mean, that's at a very rudimentary level why mm-hmm. we sing um, as a part of Christian mm-hmm. worship. And I think that's that's good for you to point out and really, I mean, really go back to scripture. I mean, we talked about this the, the first week when we talked about preaching the word and what's in in the text. Because I think for for this I think maybe most people we come to church, we come to fathom and and we sing. It's almost like a well, yeah, 
Of course we do. It's kind of like the preach of the word too. Of course we preach from the Bible. Of course we, of course we sing. So thank you for pointing that out on, on why we do sing on, on really mm-hmm. like why that is part of and should be part of every, every, every church service. Right. Um, so, okay. Here at Fathom, um, maybe kind of go into a little bit about, I mean, you, you planted the church. We'll, we'll, we'll talk with Amanda a little bit about this too, but um, maybe just like, we'll get into a little bit more specifics on why we do that, why we do these things um, during our services, but like maybe worship style, mm. like worship style, like what kind of, if someone was new listening to this or something like that and, and just wanted to learn more about fathom, like what, what would you say like our kind of worship style is and, mm. and why, like, why do we, why do we do that? And we can get kind of into like some of the songs we pick or that kind of yeah. thing. Well, and Amanda can speak to this in a real, mm. what it is going, what's going on right now, because every single a worship minister or worship leader that we have is going to mm-hmm. uh, dramatically affect the style uh, or the um, experience of how we sing. But um, but when we plant it, so let me let me backtrack even further before planting. Uh, I don't know how many of our church know that I was a worship pastor for like ten years vocationally mm-hmm. before we planted this church. So I've never been a lead pastor until we planted this church, never been a preacher until we planted this church, but I have been a worship pastor for, I mean, many, many years in a couple of different churches. And so, um, so coming into planting a church, moving from being a worship pastor mm-hmm. to becoming a lead pastor and moving my role from being behind a guitar and a mic to getting a face mic and standing and preaching, uh, there, there was a bit of a shift for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when we planted the church, this is what I, I, I told Marcy, I said, it's going to be really hard for me if our, our musical worship is really bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, I mean, it, you know, you start with a, a, a brand new church mm-hmm. plant and you're just kind of like hoping that there's somebody who can, um, who can lead worship. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and and so the Lord is was really faithful to us to provide us mm-hmm. gifted uh, people in our church to really from the outset uh, help us make uh, not just a joyful noise but actually a decently sounding joyful noise unto the Lord. Uh, we the the funny thing Amanda I will be good, glad to hear that right decent, right right yes sounding. yes. Uh, and and it's funny because I I I tell this story that that when we before we were planting we were trying to figure out what we were going to do for worship. And so I, I, I put a little ad at, actually at CCU, a, mm. a little poster at CCU to see if we could find uh, maybe even a college student to come help us with worship. And uh, I did get um, only a few, only a few responses to the ad, but one of them was um, a, a, a ministry led by this guy. Uh, I think they were called hymns for him. And he sent me an email saying, I'd love to maybe come nice. and be your worship leader. I have this ministry hymns for him. And there was a link for a YouTube channel. I don't think this exists anymore, unfortunately, but the YouTube channel hymns for him was uh, videos of this guy playing hymns on a trombone. Um, le- legit. Just this like, sounds amazing. <laughs> it was, it was pretty, it was, it was it was pretty incredible. So, so Fathom Church almost had hymns for him, the trombone ministry, worship ministry yes. as our first worship leader. Uh, but I don't know. That was neither here nor there. It was a, a fascinating thing. I see you're looking it up right now. We I don't, am. We don't need any commentary on this. But 
I don't think it exists anymore. No, I, don't, I, don't, I, I, I think I tried to look it up a few years ago just to, wow. just to get a, a, a flashback. But when we started, we, we said we want worship that's going to be, you know, we're going to throw around some words that are super just kitschy and trendy within church. But, um, but I think we, and we can unpack them a little bit, but I wanted it to be good. Like I wanted mm. there to be a level of quality that was reflective of, of, of our heart, which was, uh, you know, I wanted people to be drawn into worship by mm. the quality. Now, uh, we, we always say we want to pursue excellence, but we don't want to bow the knee to excellence. Mm. Um, and so again, sometimes churches will, sacrifice excellence so that everybody can just be involved. And I, and I don't know about that necessarily in my philosophy of ministry. I think that God gifts people musically, vocally, that sort of thing with an instrument and, and practice and all of that to use those gifts for the building up and the edification of the body. And so listen, if you can't sing, my philosophy is you're probably not, you probably shouldn't be on the worship Mm. team. Uh, if you have no musical gifting when it comes to an instrument or rhythm, when it comes to like drums per se, um, this is probably not the way that God's wired you and gifted you. So we wanted a certain level of quality, right? Uh, as we were starting, we second wanted a certain level of authenticity and authenticity. Authentic is kind of like one of those words that's oh, just yeah. like batted around that it almost has no meaning, but um, one of the things that we said say about this podcast that we also would then translate to our our um, our worship and our music is that we wanted it to be by fathom for fathom. Mm. So we really didn't want to just pay somebody to come in from the outside and uh, up our musical game or something mm. like that. We really wanted it to be kind of birthed from fathom, and so um, so 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 authentic meaning the people who lead our worship are members of our church the people who lead our worship are um they're not rock stars or they're not you know i mean they're not paid musicians mm-hmm. uh they're not uh i don't know gigging church kind of type guys uh they're men and women who call fathom home and and use their gifts mm-hmm. to serve our church so so authentic was part of that um but then at the same time, we, we really wanted, I, I, I wanted it to be both a, a, both kind of a compilation of new songs that were being written for churches, uh, kind of, con- if you want to use the word contemporary or modern or whatever, uh, we wanted to understand that the Holy Spirit is still speaking to the church and inspiring mm-hmm. hearts of, of men and women worship leaders to write songs for our context. And we also wanted to somehow connect to the rich tradition of 2000 years of church history through hymns, maybe hymns that have been redone in more modern, you know, frameworks, but essentially trying to connect both the, the historicity of the Christian faith in a singing tradition and a modern framework that God is still moving and still speaking and singing. And, and we were to sing new songs, not just old songs. Um, but I, I think it's, it's a both and for us. So that's just some basic frameworks that um, even before Amanda was our worship leader, that we were saying, hey, this is what we want. We want we want stuff that's that's at a quality that is not going to be detrimental to our church. We want, we want people who are authentic, uh, authentically a part of fathom to be um, leading us in singing the word. And then finally uh, we really want this to be something that's new. And it's also traditional Mm -hmm. that, that holds, 
holds in balance the fact that this faith is not new and mm. yet that the spirit is still doing new things. Mm. That's good. I'm glad that I'm glad that you answered that the way you answered it cuz when I when I asked it and just said what style I th- I think and and maybe this was quite a few years ago too, but it's I, f- I feel like a lot of churches are okay with just saying we're contemporary, we're mm-hmm. traditional, and like mm-hmm. and that and that's it. Um, but there there is so much more to that, and I'm glad that here at Fathom that we don't just say like we're only playing you know contemporary songs, right? Um, or we're only we're only singing hymns, like those sorts of things. I'm. Um, and yeah, again, we'll, we'll talk with Amanda about this, but, um, I mean, she just does an awesome job at yeah. mixing that up and, and really spirit led picking, going with, with what she feels like our church needs in, in the moment of, of, of worship. Um, I, I don't, I don't know if, if this is really a question, but, um, you know, a lot of churches, there with the different aspects of a of a Sunday morning service with you've got preaching and worship and sometimes there's a few other liturgical things that that they do um some churches it almost looks like they value like one thing maybe over another and it's like all about the worship or it's all about the preaching right um talk a little bit about what that kind of looks like with um with where worship kind of stands within the whole service and not like overpowering like hey we're just we're we're here like we're we're showing everybody like online like just our worship stuff like that becomes talk a little bit about like kind of the balance of that with with the other pieces of our of our service yeah that's good so this has been at some level evolutionary over the course of our seven years as a church but um where singing fits into our liturgical flow um, from day one has been intentional. So let me explain. Right now, currently, we do two songs uh, in the beginning of our worship service, and then we do two songs after uh, hearing God's word preached. So some uh, I've been a part of churches where uh, there's one song at the beginning that's really just like the hype kind of call mm. to worship. Let's get going. Let's kind of build it up. And then most of the worship is back ended mm. uh, after the 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 sermon as more of a response. I've been to churches where uh, the worship is really the the main course at the beginning mm. of a worship service. Maybe there's three or four songs and then you hear the preaching and then maybe there's one song at the end uh, before the dismissal. Um, and that's really, they would say that that the worship really prepares your heart for the word and it kind mm-hmm. of sets the table uh, for hearing and receiving God's word. I think there's merit to both of those. Uh, we really felt like we wanted to balance that out, that there's something about singing uh, that prepares you. And so uh, right now in our in our in our order of worship, uh, the worship leader will do a call to worship and then, we will sing two songs, and those songs tend to be um, preparatory. They they tend to uh, either either invoke some sort of engagement. They call us to worship. They call us mm-hmm. to uh, attention of who Christ is and and what our purpose is. But um, they kind of bring us into the service. 
Uh, and then there's a prayer and then there's announcements and then there's scripture reading and more prayer and then the preaching of the word and then the explanation of the responses. But then the then we do two songs as as our end uh, of our singing the word together corporately. One of them at this point is more um, of more of an examination song. So uh, that tends to be a little bit slower, a little bit more. Uh, introspective. Sometimes that's a, a congregationally sung mm. song. Sometimes that's more of a, um, you know, to use the old churchy word, a special, you know, <laughs> uh, where, where, um, where you're meant to not only participate in the singing, but really do some introspective work. Mm. Then we take the Lord's supper and we tend to end with a more celebratory anthemic kind of sending out song. Mm. Um, but we do that because I think there's merit in both sides. Uh, I think there's merit in preparing our hearts to be in God's word, to being uh, sitting under the preached word. Mm-hmm. But then I really think there's something special about spending time celebrating what God is doing and reflecting and responding to what we have heard and experienced in the word. Um, and so, yeah, we I, I mean, just kind of sandwich it. It's like if preaching is the meat, then the bread that holds the meat together mm-hmm. is the is the singing of the word on both ends of the spectrum. So uh, I don't know that there's a right or a wrong, but that's just we we sometimes we've had three songs and three songs. Sometimes we've had two songs and three songs. I mean, we've kind of gone back and forth now that we have two services and we're kind of constrained in time. We do two and mm-hmm. two, um, but we're allowed we that gives us a lot of room to kind of expand songs if we need to do them longer or shorter. I mean, it, it it's 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 an art not a science, mm. but there is some thought put in to how we do it. Well, now I'm going to think of our service as a sandwich now. Yeah. The sandwich. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's totally fine. And I don't know what the, the little stick that goes through the whole sandwich holding it together is, but there's a stick probably involved. Pro- probably. Um, okay. Uh, quick questions. Why, um, why don't we have a fog machine? Why don't we have a fog machine? Yeah. Um, Because our ceilings are eight feet. There you go. And (laughs) and, we want to smoke people out of our tiny little. (laughs) Why don't we use hazers? I mean, there's just a. The, the, there's a million reasons why we don't use hazers. And and I, and I do, I want to, and I will talk to Amanda about just more of the kind of the style of why we don't necessarily do. Some of those yeah, there's lots. I mean, there's lots of yeah. things that we don't do. Yeah, <laughs> but but yeah. um, yeah, no, we we don't use use hazers. Um, we're 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 getting pretty close to the end. Any last little thoughts of uh, about singing the word and right. and why we why we do it the way we do here? And I would love fact. Amanda to speak into this in, in the next mm-hmm. podcast as well. But uh, singing the word now that piece is mm-hmm. is important. We're not just singing, all right, um, and and just because a song is packaged as Christian worship does not mean that it is centered Truth. in God's word. Yeah. So uh, one of the things that I deeply value that Amanda does is she spends time mm. uh, analyzing lyrics, engaging with themes and content to really make sure that we aren't just singing um, nice Christian lyrics or nice Christian songs um, that are not based and rooted in God's word. Mm. Um, and, and I, I think this can be taken to, uh, 
I, I think it sometimes can be taken too far where any song that isn't explicitly rooted in, in one text can be, you know, uh, I, I think, I think there's room for creative license within mm-hmm. worship. So don't hear me saying that, but, um, I, I just deeply value the fact that people are singing the word. Mm. They're humming the word as they're leaving our church. Mm. They're, 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 my, my, my daughter knows our worship songs and she is singing theology. That's being embedded mm. deeply into her heart. She will remember the songs that we sing at Fathom long into chi- long past her childhood mm-hmm. into adulthood. And I just don't want to discount that, that, that people aren't singing my sermons middle of the week. They're not humming the the main points of my 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 sermons mm-hmm. as they're as they're going to the gym. Mm-hmm. But they really are singing the word. Uh that we are we are discipling people as we sing. And so I just think man this is not only for inspiration and a couple of catchy tunes. Mm-hmm. This is deep discipleship that we are doing. Uh, in fathom worship. So I would, right. I, I would just laud us to say singing is an essential part mm. of Christian worship. Yes. That was, a, that was a good word to end, end this episode on. Uh, thank you, pastor Chris. Uh, this was singing the word. Uh, the next episode we will have reading the word. So read the word. How do we do that here? Um, at Fathom Church. What does that what does what does that look like? Um, so stay tuned for that. Um, and then we'll wrap it up with see the word, talking more about our the um taking of the sacraments here at um Fathom Church on a Sunday morning. So uh thank you, Chris. Uh we appreciate y'all for listening and we'll catch you next time. Mm-hmm.